Welcome, everybody, to Core Voices. Those of you that are joining us for the first time, this is our second episode in this space. Core Voices, it's our space for us to join together, to come together, share our stories, break taboos, have healthy, open, and non-judgmental dialogue, and give every voice a choice. That's important because often through many different types of restrictions, cultural, societal, our voices are silenced and we feel that there's no strength in our stories, but that's where the ultimate strength actually lies. So this is our space to share our stories. And today on the show, we have a very, very special guest. Today, I'd like to welcome into our show, Professor Peter Verdi. Professor Peter Verdi is born and raised in Birmingham is a successful businessman and philanthropist. He has taken his passion for service to the community into the charitable sector. And in 2011, he set up the Verdi Foundation. And the aim there is to relieve the needs of women and children who have or are in danger of suffering mental, physical or sexual abuse. And that's amazing work that needs to be done. He's also an ambassador for Binti.period, fighting for menstrual dignity for women. He played a fundamental role in breaking period taboos by helping launching period policy in London's oldest Sikh Gurdwara. And I believe that that's the only Gurdwara in the world that has an active period policy. And he is an overall amazing human being. So without further ado, I would like you to join me in welcoming Professor Peter Verdi to Core Voices. Welcome. Thank you, Ji. Sasrikal. 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 Thank you so much for having me on your channel. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know that you're a very, very busy man doing amazing things out there in the world and helping to fight for equal rights for women as well. So thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much. Would you come and join my program and be the the second um, guest on there? <laughs> when I wasn't the first guest. Well, I'm sorry, I, I know that you're going to be a frequent guest in this show because this is your show, right? There's, there's so much important stuff you're doing. I've seen on your YouTube channel, a lot of the topics you're talking about, they're the things that we want to be talking about in these spaces as well. So this is going to be your space. You're going to take it over. So forgive me for not calling you for the first show, but you're going to be probably in a lot of the shows now. <laughs> Are you comfortable going all in Punjabi? Uh, sorry, in English. Sorry, I said Punjabi. Because uh, a lot of the listeners, they might be uh, non-Punjabi speaking. Then I will speak English. I will try my best. <laughs> I will mix into Punjabi and English especially on social media and especially but then I also appreciate at the same time that um, there's a lot of people who don't understand Punjabi then I will definitely try to uh, mix it 
Awesome. Um, just one second. There's a few people who are just messaging in saying that there's no sound. Um, I, I've got good sound on my side. Um, I hear you very clearly on my side. Okay. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope that everybody's got sound and they can hear us. If you can't hear us, just put it into the comments. No, I can't got, see any comments coming onto my screen. What's for your You just need to open the, uh, there's a little chat button on the side um, or comments, it will say. Comments, live comments. Right, you go. Okay. Yes. yes. So you'll, sound, you'll see them rolling is, in there. Sound is good. Uh, Aman Breet is saying sound is good. Cray yeah. twins are saying no sound. Now, if Cray twins are saying there's no sound, there's no sound because no sound. They, they know sound. <laughs> Cray twins, I mean, I don't want to teach you guys about sound, but uh, I think everybody is, um, is, is saying the sound is okay. okay. I think it's coming back now. Everybody's saying that they can hear us. So maybe it was just a little glitch at the beginning, but if it cuts out, let us know in the comments and we'll see what we can do from our side. Yeah, about that. So, shall we roll right into it, sir? At your disposal. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are going to be meeting you for the first time and um, they may not be familiar with the wonderful work that you've done for the Sikh community and just for the wider community as well. Would you like to just tell us a little bit about your story? <laughs> my, my my story is no different to any other uh, Sikh who was born here in the United Kingdom. Uh, I think all of our stories are aligned. The struggle of our parents, of our forefathers that came here, the, our, our grandparents or our parents that came here, their struggle when they either came over um, on a on a visitor's visa or they came over as uh, as uh, working. Um, immigrants, um, the, the struggle is the same, the story is the same on, on what they did for us. Um, born and bred in, uh, in Birmingham um, and lived most of my life in Birmingham and then from there moved on, but I still have a lot of love uh, for Birmingham. Um, so that's the kind of, you know, uh, you know, for all Punjabis, I mean, it will be rare for a Punjabi, especially the ones that are born and bred in the UK or abroad, mm -hmm. our, our stories are pretty much aligned. Uh, the, the, the hard work, the, the racism, the mm -hmm. struggle, um, uh, you have to do 10 times better than uh, your, your peer group who may be non-Indian, who may be white people or born mm -hmm. British. Um, so you've got to do twice as hard work to achieve what they're going to get to. So it's the same kind of struggle. Um, and then if we go back to the struggle of our parents, I mean, that's eye-watering to see the sacrifices uh, they have made for us. Um, you know, even today, when you look at people, I was only watching a, a clip the other day. There was a guy who, who's, who's, not, who's come to the United Kingdom now. So, you know, but, you know we're, we're, we're horrible to our own people. You know, although the, the Gore used to call our parents Pakis or Blacks or niggers or this and that, excuse my language, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, now, you know, we're doing nothing better. You know, these people have come over. We need to support them because somebody supported our parents as well. 
So why do you think that disconnect has appeared? Because I, I agree with you. I see that disconnect and I see as a generational disconnect. There's people who have born in, been born into a generation and seen their parents struggle and then taken on an ethic of working hard, similar to yourself. And then there's a, a new generation that's emerged who, who do a lot of this name calling. And I, I see that as a disconnect. So why do you think that that exists? You know, I can't answer why that exists. That's not for me to answer. That's for, for everybody else to answer. It's like, why do you want to be horrible to somebody? Because it is horrible, you know. But it's no different to when we go to India. So you know? I guess, so why do Punjabis see Punjabis, so British-born Punjabis or Western-born Punjabis, why do they see Punjabis from Punjab differently? It's not only that. It's when you go to India, you have the same problem. NRI, look, it's not only in the Punjabi community, it happens in every community. But I just feel that as Sikhs and the teachings of Guru Nanak, mm-hmm. we should be above all of this and we should embrace everybody. Um, and, you know, so we go to India and some people go to India, Punjabi, the accent might not be there. So that doesn't make you any less of a Punjabi or a less of a Sikh because your accent is not there. Uh, but that doesn't allow somebody else to then label you as a, uh, a Valetia or an NRI or something of that nature. And as it wouldn't allow us when the Indians or the Punjabis come here and mm-hmm. they can't speak the English or they have an accent and we start calling them Freshies or Yardies. or are doing or, the same thing. Yeah, are doing the same thing. So we have to stop this ourselves before anybody else does. And if we can do it as a leading community, mm-hmm. uh, and and we have been leading a lot. I mean, if you look at just the COVID-19, I think yep. the community have been absolute leaders in this. And you know what? Hats off and salutes to every Gurdwara, every Sikh out there. who And, and I'm sure all other faiths have done it but I can only talk about my own uh, faith, what I've seen and hands-on. Um, right. You know, the, the Langar Seva that's going on in, in, in most Gurdwari, uh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So if we can lead in that, why can't we lead in this? I, I agree with you. I definitely think that there has to be like an update to our consciousness where we can act as a collective and not have these divisions. Um, they, the labels are not needed. And neither is the judgment. It would be nice to be able to operate together, but maybe it's that that disconnect, that lack of understanding. Kids have it with their parents because, I mean, my generation growing up, I'm raised in the Midlands as well. And um, it was difficult to understand where my parents are coming from, right? Um, They didn't understand my struggles at school. And I'm sure you had your own struggles. And I'd, I'd like to talk about that if that's okay. So, yeah. I know the situation in the Midlands, like when um, when I was raised there. I'm not going to tell you what year because then I'm going to give away my age, right? So let's I'm not gonna, do that. I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going <laughs> to give your age away for you. But I, I just want to check, is, is the sound coming through now? Because um, I was, I'm just trying to check. I don't want to. Yeah, I think it looks good. We've just got comments rolling and no one said anything okay. about sound. If you can just give us a thumbs up. Um, and just let us know that you guys can hear us. That would be awesome. 
and we're going to carry on talking. If you can't hear us, just let us know. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Hanji. So being born, like being raised in the Midlands, right? No. Um, I don't know what it was like in London. I know that it was rough in the Midlands uh, back in the day. And um, I know that for me in school, I was um, just one of a few Punjabi girls in our school and the majority was white and I dealt with a lot of racism. Um, I want to ask you about your experience growing up as a young boy in the Midlands and just keeping your case, keeping your hair. How was that for you? Saturday school, there Punjabi Where did you go to school? The Pogora. The Pogora got a lot of abuse from the Punjabi. Oh my gosh. But no, you know, at school, I had a, I had a, I have, I've got wonderful experiences at school, um, but in the process of being outside of school, uh, where you have the issues when you when you're going into town and and so forth, and you have a juda and uh, you know and and at that that time the you had a phase of the skinheads and the mods and all of these people that were phasing out, but they were still there. Mm-hmm. Um, racism was still there. Racism still yeah. there. I mean, you know, it's not uh, it's not gone. Holy. Five years ago, there was a, a young Sikh kid in Manchester who committed suicide um, uh, because he was being tormented in school. Right. Uh, so I was actually lucky because I was pretty big for my age. Um, and you know, there was always, we've always had that Khalsa mentality that remaining in Chardikala and that was embedded in us from a very young age. Um our issues, um, I mean, we had a lot of, I mean, there's, there was lots of issues. And it wasn't just with the Gore, then it was with the, the Pakistani community. And that was a major issue at one point um, where the Sikhs and the Pakistanis didn't get on. Mm-hmm. That was a big issue. So at one point, you were fighting or protecting your position uh, with the Gore. But then the, 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 the arguments and the, the disputes with the, the Pakistani community came along. Uh, and I'm talking about at the times of uh, of Shere Punjab and, and and all of this, and you're probably too young for that. Um, but I'm going to uh, say yes, I was too young for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember seeing you at a daytime disco. <laughs> <laughs> a disco? How old are you? <laughs> a daytimer. <laughs> no one goes to discos anymore, okay? <laughs> Hello, I'm just taking you back to that time. I don't oh want my you. gosh. If I said if I said anything else to you to play Kajpayanasi, so I just thought so, so daytimers is a funny thing, isn't it? Like that's only something that's known to Punjabis. It's not something that is known to the Western world, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they serve their purpose at a time. <laughs> I mean daytimers are good, don't get me wrong. Uh, um, daytimers are I mean they were good and bad. I mean mm-hmm. they were good up to the point when you can just go out just go out to a daytimer uh, have a dance have a good time and then go home yes. it's when the alcohol got low, and then mm-hmm. girls started running away from home and these grooming gangs started getting involved mm-hmm. uh, and grooming gangs have been coming on since then uh, yeah. so they started getting involved 
Um, that, that's a big topic. I mean, those of you that are uh, watching, listening, that don't know what daytimers are, it's basically having a nightclub, but during the day. And the reason for that was because Punjabi kids were not allowed to go out at night and our parents didn't allow us to do these things. So we improvised as a community. <laughs> we created an environment during the day where people could get together and enjoy good music, a good environment and um, just dance and just kind of get to know each other. Um, but you're right. When things started to turn um, a little bit towards the negative side was when the grooming really took off and Birmingham was a hotspot for that. And yeah. Were you, were you around at that time? Did you like? Do you know anybody who suffered that, or did you see that yeah, take place? I, I seen that. I seen a lot of that. Um, I mean, I've seen cases where you know we'd be breaking up for summer holidays, and when we come back and we'd look for our friends, and you know, we'd understand that she's run away to Pakistan, or she's yeah. she's been taken away, she mm -hmm. left her family. And, you know, it's very heart heartbreaking because, you know, grooming is a horrible thing. Grooming is very, very bad. And yeah. when somebody does it and targets a community or a religion for grooming, I mean, it's even bad than just it's worse. It's horrible. Right. Uh, you know, I've seen many, many cases where girls have just disappeared. Um, I'm sure it's happened where Muslim girls have disappeared or, or ran away with Sikh guys. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Right. But I don't think um, it was ever out there to anybody's intention to groom where these guys were always out to groom. And this is the problem that the Sikhs yeah. had, that you don't just target the girls because they're vulnerable. So it was, a, it was a, you know, there was, that was a big issue for us growing up. Um, there was, that was when it was more prevalent. I mean, it still exists now. But I remember that in the 90s, um, it was around like, um, uh, it's not Solihull. I'm forgetting the name of the place in Birmingham, like Stratford Road, Gurdwara. Um, there was Small Heath, Small Heath Alam Rock. Right, yeah. So there, there was, that was like a hot spot almost for grooming where it was happening every day in mass volumes. I know that because... Um, I used to go to like the Gurmat camp, the Sikh camp there at Stratford Road, Gurdwara. And that was where they started the Sikh Awareness Society. Yeah. And um, at first I didn't realize what it was for um, until all of a sudden friends of mine, girls who had been coming every year to the camp and we'd get together, catch up. And, you know, it was like a little get together space that they didn't turn up anymore. And, um, and then we were having... Um, like lectures during the camp to explain to us what grooming was, that yeah. there are Muslim men who are in groups, so it's grooming gangs, and they are targeting Punjabi and Sikh women, and they'll they'll wear the kara, and mm -hmm. they'll change their name and say that, you know, my name is Harjeet Singh or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that you build a trust and you're you're not kind of, you don't feel threatened. And they would lure the girls in. And um, then in most cases, the girls were forced to leave home because they would have some sort of something to hold against them, be it photographs, be it any type of a threat that we're going to go and tell your parents. And that fear for the girls was so dire that they would leave their families 
instead of being able to sit there and tell their families the truth of what happened. Um, I don't know if it's the same now. Do you think that Punjabi parents would be that strict? Like, if if somebody turned to you, like one of your offspring said, this is what's happening to me, um, how would you deal with it? I don't think it was, Punjabi parents were strict at that time. I don't think it was they're being strict. I mean, look, there's being firm. There's no way as a Punjabi girl that I would ever have dared to tell my dad that first I had a boyfriend. And well, you, you shouldn't have had one, full stop. <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't be even having that discussion with your dad. So that's, a, that's a, it's a, not a so topic. You see where the problem is? The problem is that if that sort of a situation no, did occur, no, because we were afraid of the parents. I think what happens is when our parents came over here, it was all new to them. As somebody said on here, it's been going on for 50 years. Mm -hmm. uh, now, and, and if it has been going on for 50 years, it's it's, it's shameful. I mean, I, I've been seeing it since I was at college and, and, and at school. Um, I'm not that old, but, you know, I had Kirat date who said that, and I appreciate his, his comments, and you're right. Um, I think it was the, the, the communication gap between the parents and the children and our parents were out doing double shifts they were working the mom was out the father was out the mother was out and everybody was out and the key was left under the mat or under behind the flower pot and you'd come home and the and 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 you'd have all of that time and the disconnect uh uh the the disconnect you have uh, with your parents and sitting down and talking about these things it wasn't a topic you would talk about at that time it just wasn't i mean mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it, having watching a girl drink or even smoke today, it's like it's, it's normal. You know, them days, you'd it'd be a community issue. Mm -hmm. It'd be an issue that oflanedi kuri pabjadeki. If you see a, a an Indi an Asian girl working behind a pub serving pints, it would be a, a massive. Massive no-no. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I don't know. I think, have we integrated into this society too much? Have we lost our culture? I don't know. I mean, you know, um, do we need, are we that far advanced? Is it, it's, you know, these are questions we've got to ask ourselves. Right. Uh, so my question is that we, we saw that growing up, right? We saw that happening around us. And I can sympathize with the girls who were in that situation because I know how afraid I was of my dad if yeah. I honestly I don't know I mean I, I can't say it but I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation where it's there was a severity as to how parents took information back then to now this this generation is a lot more open-minded and maybe supportive compared to that generation there's no way that my dad would have been okay number one with me having a boyfriend that would have been the end of conversation and end of probably a lot of other things as well um but if there was anybody who had something to hold over me which would have brought shame to my family be even a photograph or a conversation or anything mm. right that would have been devastating and like you said it would have been a community issue which is why I think that the community in the Stratford Road area, they got together and they said, we have to do something because 
some girls were being forcefully kept in the homes of Muslim families. They were being forced to convert their faith. They were forced to marry and they were basically imprisoned. And it wasn't until they tried to seek help through the police or through other ways that they were actually then rescued um, through different organizations, Sikh Awareness Society being one of them. But my question to you is that um, if, God forbid, if you were in that situation, right, how would you deal with it as a parent? It really depends. I mean, you asked me this question today, I would have a different answer. Had you asked me this question 15 years ago, I would have a totally different answer. Um, what would be the difference in the answers? The answer in the difference is 15 years ago, I would be saying that they wouldn't, this conversation wouldn't be happening because, you know, uh, this is not even a conversation we're going to be having because you understand the rules and regulations and the protocol of what's going on and how the community runs and what the rules of the house are. And it's then the mom's department to explain to the daughter uh, that, you know, that you should know what's wrong and right and you should tell her. Um, and, you know, um, it would be a totally different conversation. Uh, today, I would hope that all parents um, have that communication with their child, that a child is so comfortable to come uh, 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 to come and talk to their parents, to the mother, to the father, to the brother, to say, I am in this situation. Mm-hmm. I have got myself into this situation now. How do I, what do I do now? I'm, I'm in a corner. I, I'm, I'm in a real, real bad position. And that's very, very important. So it's, it's down to the parents to allow that communication and allow the, the child to feel so comfortable that she can go to her parents and tell them that there is an issue, that she's being blackmailed or she's being harassed and she's being made to do things against her will that should be she should be there should be somebody in the family for that girl to go to maybe the chachi or the chacha or the pua or the masi there should be somebody there going back 15 20 years ago that wasn't there that infrastructure wasn't there it wasn't even a topic that could be discussed and if it was you're getting on the first flight to india you're getting married there uh, in the process you're getting your ribs broken and your Booty smashed up and everything else in the process. So that's all that was going on. Um, um, there's some uh, there's some uh, questions you might want to look at. I think there's quite a few here, and people are, might want to touch on that. Uh, what questions are you seeing? I'm seeing Billy Dutch. There is nothing wrong about being part of the British culture, but there is, needs to be a balance. Some Sikh parents choose to just work and work and work and not spend time. Yep, absolutely right. We have to talk now. Yep, absolutely. Um, you're right uh, there. Um, um, look, it's so important for parents, especially now that we have seen where I wouldn't say our parents made a mistake because they didn't know any better. You know, they yeah. wasn't here. For them, some of them were just here for the short term. Mm-hmm. Very few of them envisaged that they were going to go there and then we was going to be part of this society. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more that I'm going to go there, I'm going to work, and then I'll send money back and I'll come back and then, you know, you become part of 
the, the fabric of this country. Mm -hmm. And we have, as a Sikh community, we have become part of the fabric of this country, and not only this country, in any country we have gone to, um, the Sikhs have really made uh, amazing progress, um, and they've contributed to that country, I think, more than even the people of that country. So when you start measuring the, 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 the ratio between the number of people and the, the impact you've had mm -hmm. in that country, I think even if you just take the Langar Seva alone mm -hmm. around the world, you know, uh, it's, you know, this is, we're so blessed to be Sikhs, uh, to be born Sikhs and the, the having the teachings of Guru Nanak. Absolutely. A lot of the things that, you know, we've just, we've touched on them really, really briefly. Um, we're talking about them as if they're normal, right? Because we've been through them and you found your own way to process them and deal with them in your life going forward from where they were. Like we talked about racism and a lot of these things, they have, um, they can have a negative health, uh, impact on like mental wellness. Is that something that you struggled with growing up? I didn't uh, struggle with mental, uh, any form of mental issues. I mean, my teachers thought I was mental. I didn't think I was mental. I think my whole family thought I was mental. And uh, But me, myself, I mean, I was, you know, I was a legend. <laughs> I'd get up in the morning and say, So it's it's your own state of mind. And, you know, uh, you know, I think there's a serious uh, mental health uh, issues that are going on in families. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not joking about them at all because it's a very serious topic. Um, and it's so serious because it's it's a disturbing topic because these issues where people once again struggle to reach out. Yes, it's it's all about having conversation and having the right place. The communication between the families. What mm -hmm. um, what's disturbing is I I had this on my one of my YouTube talks. What's disturbing is. Um, uh, What's disturbing is when parents don't look at it as a mental issue. They look at it as kisene tuna karta, ete jadu ho gaya, edi masine karta, edi pua isigi, shut gay, and then they go to some panth or they go to some uh, Muslim peer, yep. and he and he's telling them that. All of this nonsense that takes place and then we go off the track. I mean, look, we're so blessed to be in this country. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you that don't speak Punjabi, what, what uh, Peter was just saying is that most people, when they're suffering with some sort of, you know, any type of a mental health struggle, um, within the South Asian community, it's seen as if there's something wrong with the person, like they've got um, a problem, like they've been possessed or something like this. And instead of being taken for counselling and the right type of support, they're often taken to like some sort of witch doctor who's going <laughs> to cleanse them of whatever has possessed them. And um, we're, we're saying that comically because that's what we saw growing up. And um, it's 
seen that way because of a lack of education. And I absolutely agree with you, uh, Peter. What can we do to provide more support in our community for people who are, are suffering? Gordwara need to play a big role. Um, Gordwara need to have more education classes. I mean, look, for, for us as a generation, as a generation who have children, we shouldn't believe into that, right? I mean, I was only speaking to somebody a few weeks ago, a, a guy who works for us, and he said, I need a day off. I said, why? He said, uh, I need to go somewhere. I said, well, where do you need to go? He said, I need to take my sister-in-law somewhere because she's got a, a gin inside her. I said, what do you mean, what's a gin? <laughs> so he said, he's got a gin. I went, what? She's been drinking. Okay, okay. Gin. <laughs> goes, no. Yeah, not that gin. <laughs> a gin put. So I said, okay. So I burst out laughing. I said, listen, you got to stop this. And anyway, he mm. was driving and he took the whole week off. And I think about seven grand later, he realized that the Mulvi that they were going to, uh, in the process, he uh, he uh, sexually abused his uh, sister-in-law oh, uh, and, and uh, tapped him for about seven grand. Um, and uh, the, then they realized that she had uh, uh, schizophrenia. That she was, uh, that was the, the the mental condition that she was, uh, mm. that was, but the medical condition. But they decided to do all of that other nonsense first, yeah, before doing that. So I think it's important for Gurdwara to communicate uh, this. It's for our families, but you know, it's you know, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. You know, these. Um, these but where does this stigma come from in the community? It's a business. It's a business. What do you mean? Uh, the stigma of m mental health or the stigma of going to Babbe? The stigma of mental health. We'll come to the Babbe one in a second. No, no stigma of mental health. I mean, you know, it's not a stigma. I mean, if you have mental health, you have a mental health issue. I mean, it could be anybody. Right, but it's it's in the family. It's the approach that's taken to it. Like if there's something wrong, for example, if I'm suffering from depression, my parents aren't going to go and tell people that I've got a depression. They're going to say she's not feeling well, right? She didn't go to school today because she's not feeling well. That's fine in what they say to what they who they say it to for the outside world. I mean, that's a, a, a family issue, but they should deal with it themselves because but you have to. It's how the community sees it as well, right? That what are people going to say? Yeah, but that's that's <clears throat> another topic altogether. I mean, it's what Loki ki kerenge, restedar ki kerenge, eda vyani hona, eda dhamakrava, inu babbe onda ya, inu e onda. So you have all of that, right? But I think we need to go one step back, and what parents need to do is is this: it's like an apple will keep on falling from the tree, and a bad apple will always keep your fall. To, to stop that from happening, you've got to get rid of that bad tree. You've got to take it from the root. You've mm -hmm. got to pull the root. So you've got to get to the root of that problem. Um, uh, and it's important to, to, to get to the root of that problem. And, you know, um, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to be ashamed about because there's a cure for all of these things. But don't write off the person. It's, it's you know, you've got to support him. You've got to be there. But this is our gurdware. Uh, our, our, you know, Gurdwara is a massive, massive infrastructure if you use it properly. You know, it's not just there to go and have langar and do part and do all of that. It's a place to communicate. They should have health clinics there. They should have advice bureaus there. There should be libraries there. Mm -hmm. All these things should be going on there. 
there should be rooms for shelter there. Um, you know, there's um, uh, there's one other topic. I mean, it's probably too sensitive to talk about on 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 the channel today, and it's you probably need a whole hour for that on, for itself. But you know, there should be rooms there. There should be uh, you know property. There's so much money that the Gurdwara have, so much money. They should be buying properties, and if if there's an abuse of, of of a woman who's getting abused or a child who's getting abused or or a, or a man who's getting abused, he should be comfortable to go to a gurdwara and a gurdwara should between their network of people of the gurdwara around England mm-hmm. and the world, they should be able to place that person in a secure, safe environment. I I hundred percent agree with you. That was the idea of what a gurdwara was supposed to be. Now. You're as you're probably more travelled than I am. I haven't travelled as much as you have, but from what I've seen from Gurdwara across the world, there's none that embody any of that. The youth, once they hit like university age, they're disconnected. Like you can force your child to go to the Gurdwara while they're still a child, right? But as soon as they start to think independently, if they're not connected or they don't have anything that's nourishing their spiritual growth. There's going to be a disconnect, right? And I, I'm part of that too. I felt very disconnected from the Gurdwara space. It didn't offer me any of that nourishment that you just talked about, right? So, um, I think somebody just said we do need Gurdwara reform. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, but we can. We're gonna. We should talk about that in another show because I have a whole load of opinions about how Gurdwara should operate and. I think that's a nice transition into the next topic. I would love for you to share with us. What- Before you go into that, I just want to want to want to uh, just say something out there because not all all gurdwara. Uh, look, if you haven't been, and I'm not plugging a gurdwara here, <laughs> been to Shepherd's Bush gurdwara, please come to Shepherd's Bush gurdwara. It's the only gurdwara in central London. It's the oldest gurdwara. Uh, or one of the oldest gurdwara in outside of india it's 110 years old our committee is all young people all professionals we have all sorts of discussions and topics going on there and one thing i would like to say if anybody during this covid-19 situation is struggling with anything please reach out to I would like to say any of your gurdwara but one thing I would I am saying categorically reach out to Shepherd's Bush gurdwara speak to the Sangat Seva committee there uh, any struggle you are going through langar ni milda grand di jururata koi eh ji issue wa koi vi issue wa please reach out to the gurdwara and that's what that gurdwara that's what every gurdwara should be there for but I can tell you with my hand on my heart that gurdwara will not disappoint you because the whole ethos of that gurdwara is for that and at a point when there was probably maybe 50 sangat members coming now you see a flotation of around 500 flowing in and out over the course of the week and on a big program you're going into thousands and these are all young young people these are and i'm not discriminating discriminating against our older people 
because mm -hmm. they will come to the Gurdwara. We have live streaming going on. They've just put some brand new cameras in the Gurdwara for now whilst COVID-19 is going on to do streaming. So it's uh, it's very important to um, to uh, to do. If anybody's struggling, please feel free. And, and this is not a, 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 a sales pitch. I'm saying to you, look, if you need anybody needs any form of help, assistance, uh, a conversation to be had, come there. I am normally there every Sundays, and I'm sitting there and I'm open to speak to anybody. But besides me, sorry. Even during lockdown? No, no, not during lockdown because they've got seva going on there. Mm -hmm. and the kitchens are operational and they have a rotor and they have a systems in place and we have to respect the protocol. So if you want to do seva, you have to approach them and say, look, I would like to do seva. And they'll put your name down on the rotor and then they'll invite you to do seva uh, to do that. Um, so, and yeah. Does, does the Gurdwara Seb have a website? How can people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a website. I mean, look, just uh, Central uh, Central Gurdwara, Khalsa Jata. Uh, it's there. Just just put in Central London Gurdwara. There's only one in Central London. Um, it's, it's I think, 98% run on renewable energy. Um, it's, I mean, just come and have a look, guys. I mean, you must, whenever somebody comes to Central London, please, it's the oldest Gurdwara, uh, 110 years old. Please come and do darshan at the Gurdwara, and um, and you'll see uh, the the the. I uh, hopefully you'll see the difference on on how we think. There's another Gurdwara which I really I, I was impressed when I went to see was uh, Guru Manyo Grant in in Slough. Um, I was only there for half an hour. When when we were doing the seva at this Gurdwara, we took inspiration from their kitchen, so we went there to to see that, and uh, it was really good. But look, sorry, your next question. No, no, no. I, I love that. I, I'm glad that you shared that because there's a lot of people who find that important and valuable as well. And for me, it's reassuring to know that there's a Gurdwara out there that's trying to improve how they're connecting with people and actually offering service to the whole community and not just targeting Punjabis and Sikhs. Um, when am I going to be there to do Girtan? That's going to be my next question. When you're going to... You need to speak to the committee. <laughs> you are the committee. I'm not the committee. I'm not. I'm. I'm not the committee at all. But uh, look, I think they'd love to have you there. Um, that we had. I'm surprised you wasn't there because they had a whole evening of female kirtanier or I, I saw that on the internet. I saw that happen. All females. All females. And Amazing. you know. These are the things we, we, we're promoting there. Uh, we're, we're very big on doing all of that. Uh, but it's a committee. I'm not a committee member. Uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to right? <laughs> vote. So I decided not to. I just thought I'd stand back and support the committee. <laughs> so, um, okay, I've got two questions. And we're running out of time, but this is this is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I don't know where the time's gone. Um, I want to ask you a question before the other question I was going to ask you, which is about your Dastar. What is your connection with your turban? Everything. Everything. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, it's, without my turban, I am incomplete. I mean, I cannot go outside without my turban. The only time you'd ever see me with not wearing a turban mm -hmm. is when I'm training in the gym, I've got a patkan. Mm -hmm. Even then, I have to have a patkan, I've got a hoodie on, and then I go to the gym and I come back and I, I don't go out in public without her. I just don't do it. 
if I'm on holiday and I'm in the sea or in the pool, I wear a badka. But but for me, it's everything. It's my crown. It's my identity. It makes me proud. I I, I stand out. Um, I, I I you know without this, I will be totally totally lost. Mm. And how have you found being a turban businessman? How have you navigated in those spaces where I'm sure there's not many other turban wearing people? You know, uh, th- there's quite a few uh, sardar uh, in, 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 in the city and they're, they're coming and you're seeing them. Um, but in, in, in the business, uh, when, when I'm there and if I'm the only sardar in the boardroom, um, you know, I am taking over that boardroom. Just for the sheer fact that I've, I'm my the star, my crown, is is giving me that power, and mm. the confidence it gives me. I mean, you know, every morning when you get up to tie your turban, and you you know, it gives you the opportunity to look in front of the mirror, uh, and 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 you know, you 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 connect with your God, you know, you connect with with your God, and you you're tying your the star, and you know, and I. And it's it's so important, and I just wouldn't keep on saying that because for me it's it's meant a lot. It it's made me who I am today. You know, it's it's all about who I am today. Is 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 everything to do with my the start? That's a beautiful answer. Thank you for sharing that. We talked about this last week as well with the last guest because I think it's important for people to understand that. Um, for everybody, it means something different. For some, it's it's the identity, or it's just a religious article, and for others, it's a lot more than that. It's it's everything that you said. It's almost like a superpower that gives you strength in what you do. Others who haven't built that connection, it can become an obstacle almost, where they feel that they're treated differently in a negative way. Um, I've used that. Uh, you know, anybody who uses that. As um, as an excuse, then I don't want to say it. Then they don't deserve to wear a turban because to wear this, you are blessed. You are. It's a proud thing. You know, it's a gift. It's a crown. You know, it's 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 your crown. I mean, it's been coming on since the time of the Babylon. It's not just the Sikhs that wear this. Every every religion you look at them, their sign of respect is to cover their head. Jews, Muslims, Christians, mm-hmm. they cover their head, right? Our gurus have blessed us. So there's a wonderful question that's just coming from Laurie. She said, did Guru Nanak Ji wear a turban? Did he feel complete no matter what he was wearing? Uh, did Look, I, I mean, I don't know uh, how Guru Nanak Ji, Ji felt. I wasn't there at the time and I, I can't answer that question. But I can assure you, uh, he he did have his head covered, and I think he, he was he used to wear a kulla at the time, and and then uh, kulla was a, a different style of turban, but his head was covered, um, uh, and and his head was definitely covered. I can uh, that I can assure you because I have some original uh, art going back. I do collect a bit of Sikh art. And I have some original arts and pictures of Guru Nanak Dev Ji and Mardana, um, you know, when they was on their travels. And they, he used to wear a kulla uh, mm-hmm. on, on top, the top of his head. And and uh, and, uh, and that was a way of covering your head. 
And I don't think he would have felt incomplete. But then let's fast forward it to uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who, who created the Khalsa. I mean, for him, it was all about this. So, you know, you can't isolate the religion by just looking at um, um, what one guru did. We've got 10 gurus and we have to take it all as, uh, as a package. Thank so you. I, hope that, I hope that answers your question, Larry, but I'm sorry, I, I, I wish I was there. <laughs> Don't we all? I think I would have been, <laughs> I'd be blessed. I think, like, as I was saying, that the, 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 the turban means something different to each of us who wear it. And ideally, we all want to be able to foster a deep, profound connection in the way that you've just described. Um, and if you're not there yet to understand what that relationship is, then explore it and know what, what your crown means for you, because that's how it was intended. And I, I totally agree with everything that you just said, Peter, that it, it is... Um, it's an article that's been used in different ways by all spiritual practitioners that we read about in history. So I think that there is a purpose and we still have to go on that journey to figure out what it is if we're not there yet. Um, my question, if Before, I may. I, I think uh, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to stop you from asking your question, but there's, there's, so, many, there's, so, many, there's so many viewers who are asking questions here. I think let's just, Okay, let's have a look at the comments and see what the questions are, okay? We might run over a little bit more than an hour, so I hope that you guys are going to stay and join us. So which questions are you seeing that you'd like to... I've seen one about uh, what's your thoughts on Sikh doctors in Canada that chose to cut uh, to cut his beard to help PP... People with COVID-19, yeah. I mean... That's something that's been all over the news, look, uh, look, at least. You know, um, I mean, he's made a massive there. I mean, he's made a massive, massive, massive there. And I hope uh, the people of Canada appreciate what he's done. Could he have done it differently? Only he knows. His God knows. And, you know, that's for him to answer. Um, he's a doctor. He's He's... He studied five, six, seven years to save lives. Mm-hmm. In the process to save somebody's life today, he sacrificed his beard. It will grow again. Um, and I hope he does keep it again because it's nice to see Sardar doctors out there. But right. I'm sure there must be masks that you can put and get or tie a tati or a pefti or something. I mean, mm-hmm. when, you know, when Khalsa used to go to war, you know, Janganu Jandesege. Right. Right. So, you know, I'm sure there must have been another solution uh, for uh, Virji. uh, Yeah, this uh, is a topic that, I mean, um, those of you that don't know, um, if you're tuning in, um, there was recently um, a story about a Sikh doctor in Canada who had, you know, kept his beard for all of his life and then now during COVID for um you know a lack of supplies he wasn't able to be on the front lines without removing his beard so he made um a huge sacrifice to remove his beard um so that he could continue serving and being there i don't think it was the sorry to correct you i don't think it was a lack of supply he felt the 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 masks wasn't covering him properly 
I think that's what it was. The supply was there, but the mask wasn't covering him properly. But I mean, look, he's made a massive, massive, he's made probably one of the biggest sacrifices. I mean, what a Qurbani he's done. Uh, and I just, you know, and I think let's look at it as a Qurbani that he's done to save other people's lives. But then uh, you've got the flip side of the argument, which is, is that what you would encourage for others to do if they find themselves in a situation? It's no different to the guy uh, in Australia who took his the star off when the woman had an accident. So that that's different because you're, you're the star is this is it's fabric you can retire you've got another one at it's home. Still important. Look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Don't look. I, that I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but his beard will grow back again. Right. But the key is in here. Sikhi is right here. It's what you do, your actions. Um, uh, you know, having a beard and a pug and then going out and doing everything a Sikh shouldn't be doing, that's not what Sikhi is about. Sikhi is in here and your actions on how you do it. I'm not saying what he did is wrong. I'm not saying what he did is right. Uh, but what he did, it takes a lot to do. Yes. It's a big step he took to do this. Mm-hmm. Only him and his Vahe Guru knows yep. what he did there. So I, I don't want to be judgmental because there's there's lots of people who have opinions and everything else. But you know, you know, yes, they would maybe there's other solutions. Maybe there are. Right. When my father came to this country, he couldn't get a job. He had to shave his hair. He had mm-hmm. to shave his beard. Right? Then the other schoolers thought is, how dare you do this? That's what my granddad said. Yes. I, I understand. You've always how dare you do this? But he made that sacrifice mm-hmm. for his children, his wife, the, the promise he made to his family back home in India. Mm-hmm. He made that sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? So, we shouldn't be judgmental on on on. He knows he's going to answer, yeah. right? So whatever reason he may be for, mm-hmm. the question is, right? Absolutely, and just to translate that, um, the choice of that individual was his choice. And it's not for us to judge him. It's about us reflecting on ourselves. What are we capable of doing? He did what was right for him. And it was a massive sacrifice, a huge decision to make. Something that wouldn't have been easy for, for anybody when you're that connected with your faith. Um, and cutting your beard for some maybe a casual everyday routine. But for Sikhs who don't cut their beard, that's like, it's it's a very, very, very big thing to do. Um, and it's not for us to judge. I 100% agree with you. I feel that was his decision. The only thing that um, a few people have questioned me on is that if it was a selfless act, right, to do good for the community and to be able to serve in the front line, why was it necessary for that to ha- to be shared with news outlets and with, with uh, like social media and things like this? Wouldn't well, it? They need news, right? They need news and anything, 
right? Now, dog bites man is not a news. Man bites dog. <laughs> That's news. going to make news, right? <laughs> and they feed us this. Algorithms feed us this, mm. right? We should be controlled by the news. We should, Sikhi is all about, Koj Koro, look into the situation, go deep into it. Don't read what this news is telling you. I mean, half of the time, the news is misguiding you. I mean, let's look at what's look at the way our prime minister, God bless him, Boris Johnson, you know, you can go out, don't go out. Do go out, don't go out. Meet one person, don't meet one person. I mean, what do you make of that? I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. So as Sikhs, we have been not Rona. You're making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, as Sikhs, our duty mm-hmm. is go into it, yes. go deep into it, get mm-hmm. the facts. Let's not be, we should not be judgmental on anybody. Harik Banda has his own journey. Harik Banda has his own story. Everybody has their own story. They have their own ups and downs. Everybody has his own DNA. We cannot be judgmental. And as Sikhs, that's one thing we shouldn't do. We should embrace people and sit and talk to them and try to understand what their journey has been. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Thank you for sharing that. Do you want to go through some more of the questions? I don't know if there are more. I have no problem with going through any questions. Look, we're on beautiful set and he listens to his own voice as well. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I think we're good. Are we ready to move on? I'm ready. We've got Mono Sandu here. Maybe the blame is on the hospital. They may have told him that he can't be in the front line to be in. Maybe that was. Yeah, maybe. I mean, these are all maybes. Um, look, only he knows. Like I said, only that Virji knows and his Vaheguru knows. Mm-hmm. It's his daddy. He's kept it for 20-something, 40, 50-odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, only he knows. Let him answer it. As he's a papi loka. We're not here to judge. Absolutely. We're not here to judge. And I think that's the the most difficult thing for the community to not do is to not judge and say, you know, how can we be supportive? How can we help others to not be in that situation? What can we do, right? Let's be more proactive and less reactive and less judgmental as well. That would be cool. So now, are you ready for my question? I'm ready for you. I'm ready for all of your questions. You're asking me like I'm going to not, you know, I'm like, I'm worried about your question. I'm about to ask you if you can explain what a period is. I don't think you need me. <laughs> that of the question. No, no. I mean, look, it's it's nothing for, it's not. science explain algebra formula that only Peter Verdi knows. Because this is mother nature, right? This is what every mother, sister, daughter, daughter-in-law, sister-in-law goes through, right? Full stop. Mm-hmm. And if you need somebody as, as an idiot or stupid as me to explain that to some such educated people on this group, then... You're a professor. 
when you're growing up you get taught it's not something you come home and discuss it's not something that you know it's it's been uh, uh, discussed openly right it's not discussed openly and the reason that i asked you this was not to like put you on the stop spot and you know ask you to give us like a biology lesson but there's a lot of men um who don't know that women have periods um and what happens to them I know a lot of men in Punjab who only found out what a period was after they got married. So that for me is a problem because they <laughs> stop stop that talk. Serious. I'm being Listen, I don't know which I don't know which part of Punjab you go to or which part you belong to. <laughs> <laughs> It's more Punjab. I'm being serious. Like Punjabi men in general are not very educated or versed no. on knowing what happens to a woman when she's on her period. Let me tell you something. Yeh Punjabi hai na. Mhm. Onon ye tohi mauka do chand te pahunch jaan. Right? Period they know, they understand. They don't feel comfortable in talking about this. Um it's not a topic that we talk about in our households Why? and I'll tell you something one other thing we say punjabi men when we started period discussions at the gurdwara and mm-hmm. we put a period policy the biggest lashback i had was from the women not really? the men yes why what did they say maybe you want to speak to manjeet kaur gill and bring her onto your 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 guest <laughs> then maybe she will tell you uh the backlash i got from really? the bina in the kitchen the ah tu ki karna e kehdiyan gallan karda tera dimag sahi hai and i'm like saying look it's something we need to provide so it's not a discussion i'm saying it should be happening over you know every day is a discussion but you mm-hmm. should be comfortable in speaking about this because it's 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 part of human nature it's it's part of the female being that once a month she is going to go through her menstrual cycle it's nothing to be ashamed about right so there's a question um which is like why would there be backlash why will there be backlash? i'm going to leave that for your next show because uh manjeet no, that you experienced manjeet, um, it was part of it because it was a binti project we were running So mm-hmm. I'll leave that for her to answer because okay. I don't want to stick the sting out of the tail. It'd be nice coming from a woman. Okay. So mm-hmm. what is a period policy? You have uh, instituted the only one in the whole world in a gurdwara. What is that? A period policy is that we recognize that women have periods. We recognize mm-hmm. they the once a month they come onto their menstrual cycle. We recognize the fact that some people cannot afford pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh women cannot afford pads and sometimes they may be able to afford pads but if the time has come and you're sitting in the gurdwara there should be a facility 
for you to go downstairs in the women's lavatories that there should be a machine there for you to take out a pad or a tampon and be able to use it in dignity. Was, is that a free machine or is that a paid machine? No, no, free. Okay. Free, 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 free. And okay. That's wonderful. if you can't afford it, you can come to the Gurdwara and you mm-hmm. can get your week supply from the Gurdwara free yeah. of charge. Now, we go on airlines. You get a toothbrush, you get some aftershave, you get a shaver, you get all of this. Yeah. Try going on an airline and asking them for a pad. And the women will run around and get one out of their own bags to give you, but it's not readily available. I've Office. been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pubs. Condoms are available. Mm-hmm. Viagra is available. Yeah. Cigarettes, everything else is Everything's available. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this available for a woman? I mean, how bad can it be? You're on a flight and your period has started and you are now i mean how i mean it's 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 not nice and that's policy so i've been there like i've been there i've been in a plane and i asked the air stewardess um and i asked them if they had any um like menstruation pads i'm calling it a menstruation pad because i've been educated otherwise mm-hmm. i'd call it a sanitary pad right mm-hmm. and um they didn't and there was a woman who was sitting a couple of rows ahead who'd heard me and then she handed me one. So women look out for women in that way. But I agree with you that the institutions don't cater for supporting that. I love, I love and I'm grateful that you guys have done that at the Gurdwara Central Khalsa Jata. That is amazing. So you have free menstruation pads and products for anybody that needs them and they can go there and get anyway. their Hindu, Sikh, Muslim, Christian, just come there. Uh, it's go to the toilet. They're there. If not, if they ran out and you need a supply, speak to uh, one of the Bibinga there or the Granthi's wife, and she will make sure you get your supply. And that's thanks to. Give it to you, or do you have to speak to the Granthi's wife? No, you can speak to the Granthi as well. Will he but, give out menstruation pads? Absolutely. Why shouldn't he? Good. What, what I just want to make sure. I want to make sure that you did your training right. Listen, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't do things in half-heartedly. Or no questioning, they ain't gonna change him or his way. It's just sometimes women feel slightly embarrassed uh, to ask a male. So the female is there to ask. But if you're comfortable in taking it from the grantee, then he'll be happy to hand you uh, a, a pad over. Wonderful, I appreciate that. And what um, is your opinion about women? not being allowed to do seva, especially in the main, the divan hall where all the prayers and everything happens with Guru Granth Sahib Ji in the Gurdwara when they have their period? You know, I'm still struggling on this because I, I mean, besides the fact you have to be clean and you've got a shanan and everything else, mm-hmm. I'm still looking for it in the Guru Granth Sahib where it says you can't. It doesn't say it in the Guru Granth Sahib that you cannot. Okay. So then you've just answered your own question. No, but my question is not about in the Guru Granth Sahib. My question that's, that's is... The only, that's the only thing that I work with. If it's in the Guru Granth Sahib, that's the only thing we follow. I, I agree with you. But in society, and I have, I'm not telling you somebody else's experience. I have been in situations where I wanted to... I was young, right? And when you're younger... 
you always go to the the grantee, right? The the head priest to go and ask them for guidance because you're you're in fear of making a mistake. And I was told that I'm not allowed to sit behind the Guru Granth Sahib to take a hukam if I'm on my period. I've also been told in Gurdwari that women, when they're menstruating... Who, 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 who told you that? This was a Gurdwara, more than one Gurdwara in the Midlands. This was when I was growing up mm-hmm. and this was the norm. So the women, they would just pass this on to the girls that when you're menstruating, you can't do that. You can't be in the main divan. You can't give prashad. You can't do charseb. You can't sit on the stage, right? Because there was this perception of women being dirty when they're on their periods. So that that's not just one gurdwara. That's lots of gurdwari that exists in India as well. And it's not outwardly spoken. They're not going to announce this from the stage, but it's like one of those like unwritten rules that is just implemented. Look, I mean, some somebody said here, gurdwara need to have a reform. Maybe that time has come. But, you know, it's, you know, you cannot call a woman dirty if she's on her periods where that blood is coming out of that's where kings have come out of that's where we've all come out of so let's not even that topic is it's a non-starter and anybody who picks on it's going to lose um so you know i think the comment was absolutely correct reform is required in gurdwara mm-hmm. and reform is required within our own communities and within our own families to discuss this topic and people mm-hmm. don't discuss it because politicians don't want to talk about it they're too scared celebrities don't want to talk about it because they'll have a backlash so it's left with people z listers like me and you well from like me <laughs> you're a lister like me you come and have a, a, a chat about these things right but I'm I'm glad that you're open to have this conversation and I'm also really really grateful that you're one of the few men who are actually helping to advocate this in the Gurdwara spaces um and to support women coming forward um I want to ask you that someone as somebody who's quite involved in the Sikh community right um how do you feel that we can create more equal spaces for men and women being open having a discussion how, how do you do that when you're the people that you're trying to converse with are from that old mindset reform what kick them out that, that's not what reform means reform <laughs> means you, how you, you allow the you, you allow the younger generation to come in um you know there should be a simple rule over the age of x you come off the gurdwara committee and you can go on to an advisory board which we all need our elders to go to we all need them because of their expertise their experience their their know-how so you have that advisory board an honorary advisory board where they moved on to but the active role of the committee should be of anything there shouldn't be a committee in gurdwara full stop there should be sevadar there yes. should be doing seva and you're on that seva role for 2 years and then you allow the next sevadar to come on and allow the next sevadar to come on and that's what it should be and that's what you that's what reform is 
so hopefully we can help to build that and help to <laughs> somebody said not kick them out just ask them to retire politely i don't think that punjabis know how to retire punjabis um, don't retire <laughs> um there's a couple of things here so somebody bob made a comment bob ben he said it's the same in islam as well a woman can't pray even um she can't fast during her periods that's correct because that actually is in the quran so it does actually say that she can't uh, she shouldn't fast because fasting can take a toll on your body um so she shouldn't be fasting while she's on a period it's not because it's the negative you can't fast because you're dirty it's because you you are going through a biological process in your body and then not eating at the right times and having the right dietary input that could cause you a problem so we mustn't twist it to make it look at a negative so ben i think it's more for the fact it's in the benefit of the lady where in india or in some hindu families they say a woman cannot go into the kitchen because she's dirty it's mm-hmm. not because she's dirty she can't go into the kitchen because she's not she shouldn't be working she needs rest that, that for that week or at least for the first 2 3 days the body is going through such uh, not only the body the m- mentally she's going through uh, uh, all sorts of uh, roller coaster uh, rides and that's why they wouldn't allow her to go into the kitchen it's more to have a rest not because you're dirty but then we've just turned it around because we're too ashamed to 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 talk about this and say so the word we use is oh, uh, I, I, i'm dirty or mere kapde aaya or ya menu it's time of the month Right. You, know, you know it's all of these 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 words we use where you can just you know not have the open discussion and you know i don't know i don't know no that was a really nice way to explain it that um that makes that makes sense energy wise it's you're going to be depleted so um i think that's a nice way to look at it um but thank you for addressing that so we're coming to the end of the show now Um I've just got one or two small questions for you but this has been really really fabulous. I've enjoyed this so much. Are you ready for my question? I'm ready. Is <laughs> your rapid fire question? Not yet. They're coming next. That's right oh. after this, okay? Right. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be and why? For me it would be uh equality. equality. Balance. yeah equality it would be balanced because i think the world is totally unbalanced the 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 importance to the female is not given uh in the workplace in in the corporate world it's just given as uh she's there to make babies clean the house make the food and that's it but mm. the balance when you have a a board or a board of directors and you have a balance on there of male and female the mm-hmm. productivity and the um, the mindfulness is a lot more that comes out but then at the same time the woman is the woman's worst enemy yeah. not the man mm-hmm. beautiful thank you that's a nice thing i mean there's all types of equality that we need like economical and social and everything else but i think just gender equality would be a great place to start it's, if we can do that that would be you know we're halfway there but then it's women that don't allow this mm-hmm. to, to happen okay 
and of course men, but then they they play a big part in it. And um, I, I was surprised by what you told me that uh, when you guys introduced the period policy, that it was women that were more opposing of it than men. Um, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised after you after you mentioned it. It makes sense because it's it's very uncomfortable to have something that's been labeled as shameful now being talked about openly. It's difficult to transform that. So I think it's a process to do that and to build the community, the whole community, male and female, up together so that we can actually support each other and snap out of that judgment and shame. So now we're going to go to the rapid fires. Just a couple before of you, before you go to your rapid fire, I think there's some questions here. Let's just hit them first because I don't want anybody who's been so kind to listen to us uh, jibber jabber on and not we don't answer any of their questions because I think don't end it. Keep it rolling till morning. So, um, is there any other questions here that we need to be answering? That uh, just let's have a look. Should there be an international Sikh body like? You know, I think um, I have my views on uh, SGPC, um, but I think definitely there should be uh, an, an, a global Sikh body to represent Sikhs. Um, mm -hmm. And we should be in, in, in every forum out there. So we should be the global Sikh body should be representing us in Davos, uh, which is the World Economic Forum, um, climate change, anything that that's out there that's on an international level the Sikhs should have that representation um but I think we're lacking of that and we need to put our people forward instead of pulling them down and uh, being judgmental let's support our people look we've got two uh new young Sikh MPs Preet Gill and uh, Tanman Desi uh, let's support them let's see more Sikh uh, MPs uh in uh in power Let's uh, look at these organizations. Pajit Tajinder Singh has asked this question. Uh, it's an amazing question, and I think it's so important um, on, uh, on, on what needs to be done. Um, and there's another one. Do you think it would be good to have an accessible Panj Piyare to make decisions, answer our questions, and just generally bring order to the community by Jason? Absolutely, there is a, a, a Panj Piyare in India, and I think they should be more accessible on maybe WhatsApp, YouTube, these these kind of forums where we can go to them and ask them these questions and put these questions to them, uh, and that should be available, uh, especially now. Global as well, so that there's no language barriers. Absolutely, or, or, or good translators. I mean, you know, our Panj Piyare should be Panjipiare who are, 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 are worldly knowledge, not just they have the knowledge of the religion, they have, they have interfaith understanding, they have the understanding of other religions, they have the understanding of their own religion, they are well-versed people who have, they understand the world, they've traveled, and then they come back and they, you then, there should be a criteria for these, then it shouldn't just be that they've got a dadi and they've got a pug and they wear a gatka and uh, that's it, wear the panjipiare because you mm -hmm. go to these people for guidance. And these right. people, you know, even our leaders in our community, there should be a certain criteria of their education, um, you know, of what they should be because they're representing us. We're probably one of the smallest communities out there 
And I promise you, we're probably one of the most activist communities out there who are, are right on the forefront and everything in giving money to charity, in giving, uh, doing seva uh, and, and, and businesses and everything else around the world. We're, we're right there. But our representation is not there. Mm-hmm. Our representation is not out there. Just look at the Jewish community and look at them and just we follow them to a certain point and then we stop. We follow them to hard work and mm-hmm. then stop at the certain point because we have this thing that we need representation. We need right. representation in government. We need representation around the world. There should be a forum. Right? Only today uh, the, the, is brought to my attention. Gordware. There's no Gordwara representing Gordware. What do you mean? So there's a, there's the government has set up a task force to for places of worship. The the UK government. UK government for places of worship. Mm-hmm. be opened so they've set up a task force so for the mosques the muslims uh, have interaction for the churches for the sikhs there's not a single gurdwara on the representation what so who is making our decisions for us that that's shocking right? who is making our decisions for us now there's they they referred to one i think it was uh, City Seeks, now, City Seeks, lovely organization, great organization, but they cannot represent the Gurdwara of the United Kingdom. I'm so sorry. They're an amazing organization. They do wonderful work. City Seeks, Gurdwara are our holy places. We need the Gurdwara to represent the Gurdwara, or at least the right people from our Gurdwara. And this is today's news um and there'll be probably a petition going on preet calls brought it up gurpreet singh ananda from uh, uh, central gurdwara has brought it up mm-hmm. uh, we need to represent our own and this is where the problem is mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that i wasn't aware of that like that's new information for me so mm-hmm. i have to go and read up about that um we're coming we are now coming to the end of the show we've gone almost half an hour over but thank you for being so generous with your time to you peter and to everybody who's joining us as well i'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire and um then we're going to call you back to one of our future shows so the first question and you to- if you're going to ask me questions in rapid fire make them interesting don't ask me what boring color what's your favorite color what's your sound oh, know you they want to know the fun stuff right okay so what's your favorite color orange why are you flashing your watch (laughs) no i'm not i was just saying orange (laughs) (laughs) somebody's actually asked the question what watch you got on so you just like flashed your watch there like that i didn't see that i didn't see that uh okay um no it's just i didn't i didn't do that i wasn't (laughs) stop it advertising for rolex okay what's your favorite meal um it depends. Um, I have, uh, I'm a big, uh, I, my, okay, so it'll be uh, Chinese, Italian, roti. Okay, but in, okay, if we're talking roti, what would be on the, what would you be having with roti? Dal, sabji, 
Yellow dal? Which subject? You have to tell us. I, I love yellow dal. I love yellow dal. I love reta. And then, I don't know, pindiya or gobi or batong or, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, if you have to pick one favorite Punjabi dish, what would it be? This is so everybody knows what to cook when you come over to our houses. Oh wow! Am I going to be invited to everybody else? Then we'll have different dishes. You can't be making the same, the same yellow dal. No, I'm a big fan of yellow dal. I love yellow dal. Uh, and then any vegetarian dish I love. Okay, any sabji. Any sabji. I mean, I, there's not a sabji that I do not enjoy. Do you like tinde? I love tinde. Do you like krele? Krele, tinde, partha, you name it, mushroom. Your margile, I will eat it. Okay, so now we know. Just load on the sabji when Peter Verdi is coming yeah. over for dinner, okay? Okay, so what's your favorite food of all of them? Of all cuisines, what's your favorite food? That's a question from the viewers. Um, I'm a big Chinese. I love, I love Japanese food, Chinese, Italian, Indian no, no, food. Pick no, 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 one. Chinese, Chinese. Okay, Chinese. All right. What's your favorite place in the world to visit? Uh, Golden Temple. Favorite way to travel? Favorite way to travel? Yeah. By oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite book? Favorite book. Um, I haven't got a favorite book. I'm reading quite a few. Uh, I'm going through them at the moment. I wouldn't say a favorite one. Every one is 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 uh, is a great book when I read it. Um, the one I'm reading now is on uh, artificial intelligence, um, how the world is changing, and how artificial intelligence is taking our world over, and how we've been controlled by the the, the big data. Um, so I'm reading up on that and and. Um, that's just another topic within itself. Okay, wonderful. The viewers are getting concerned about your health. They're saying, please stop eating Chinese. They said you need to eat more rotiya. I just added that in, okay? <laughs> I, I, I grew up eating rotiya seven days a week. <laughs> seven days a week, we had roti. We didn't have a choice. We were having roti, roti, roti. Three times a day, seven days a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We had uh, three times a day, seven days a week. Uh-huh, that's what I'm saying. That's how many times we had roti growing up. That's how everybody was in the Midlands, right? There was no other food except for having roti for all your meals. Um, <laughs> what makes you smile? Seeing somebody else happy. Oh, that's that nice. Oh, what inspires you? Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. I've got. To, I forgot the other question. It was what upsets you, <laughs> and then tell me afterwards what inspires you. What upsets me is when people are being horrible and judgmental mm. to others. Okay, uh, that actually upsets me because you know we're not. Um, we don't have the right to be judgmental on other people. That's not for us, and that upsets me. We, we, because then when we're being judgmental, we're being horrible. We're 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 imposing our own ideology into somebody else's space mm -hmm. right. we shouldn't be doing that okay. and oh. people might say it's my opinion it's our uh, hope you're not offended and when they say you know uh, with all due respect that means they are now disrespecting you because there's no due respect there because they're crossing that border um mm -hmm. 
And so it, that, that upsets me a lot when people be horrible to, to other people for, for, mm. for no reason whatsoever. Right, I agree with you. So we've got a couple of sub questions that are just rolling in. One favorite celebrity that you would like to meet? I'm pretty sure you've met everybody, but who would it be that you haven't met yet? <clears throat> you know, I'm, although I meet a lot of celebrities, um, and I'm actually pretty blessed for that, but it's, it's pointless m- me meeting them because I don't have much inspiration to meet them. Uh, to meet them um, because, you know, they're blessed human beings um, and we're all blessed in our own way. Um, so I don't have much of an inspiration to meet celebrities. Um, mm-hmm. I, my inspiration is to meet uh, learned people, uh, to sit and be in the company of learned people and take something away from them. Uh, that what gives me a lot. And that's not only sitting with elder people, but even with youngsters and children and, and people younger than me spending time with them and to understand what's going on and how the world is changing. Awesome. And what inspires you? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, no. We'll never know what inspires Peter Verdi. I think we've lost you. Okay, you're left with me now. I didn't get a chance to thank Peter. I hope that he dials back in um, so we can say thank you to him for joining us. But um, we just, I don't know where he went. I think his connection just dropped. But if you've got any more questions, maybe he'll join back in and we can ask him. So if there's anything else that you'd like to ask Peter Verdi, just drop it into the comments. I'm just trying to read your comments at the same time. Okay, so yeah, if he comes back in, I'm going to ask him. You're saying, what's his biggest success? A habit that he doesn't like. If he comes back, we're going to ask him, okay? Um, But I think it's obvious that if he comes over to your house, make him lots of good Indian or Chinese vegetarian food. That's what we were picking up there. Okay, we'll give it a couple of minutes and hope that he's going to come back. Yes, I'm sure he's going to come back too. Yes. Oh, thank you. This is wonderful. I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying this. Really glad because this is your space. And if there's things, other topics that you want to be talking about, um, we can bring those up in the future shows. If you've got suggestions for guests, you can send them to me at corevoices at gmail.com and um, we can get your com- your questions answered and even bring on some nice, interesting guests. I'm just rolling through your comments right now. Who is the next guest? Oh, that's a question. The next guest for next week is going to be my wonderful friend, Manjeet Gill. She is the founder of Binti.period. Um, that's the organization that Peter was talking about. And um, she will be next week. Hi, Peter. We thought we lost you. You did lose me. I had a, we had some technical hitch. But look, um, thank you so much uh, for having me on your channel. And um, it was a lot of fun. And, I, I know that we've taken so much more of your time, but you've got everybody really excited. There's like tons of questions. They want to know about you. They want to know what's one of your habits that you don't like. Uh, one of my habits I don't like, I spend more. Um, I have this habit of spending. I just spend <laughs> this massive habit of spending. Um, but that's it. That's okay. It. What's your biggest success? 
my biggest success is having my family and friends infrastructure around me beautiful having okay. people having people around me to support me that is the biggest success i think i have earned today to to date of having family and friends as an infrastructure wonderful wonderful okay um i think that that was mostly everybody's questions i might have missed a couple and if i have i'm sorry but peter i want to say thank you so very much for taking out so much time for us we've enjoyed this conversation so much i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i absolutely did and thank you so much for everybody uh who who came on and uh, asked the questions and um uh if there's anything i have said or my views have upset anybody please that is not my intention um you know we're entitled to our views and these are my views and please accept them as just my views as nothing else it's not a judgment it's not an opinion on anybody it's just my humble views and if anybody has been uh, upset or offended in the process may sarant maafi chona oh you're you're such a wonderful person such a humble human being i am really grateful to have had you on the show today and i hope that you're going to come back and help us to build this space because we need you we need your support anything, anything i can do i'll be more than happy to participate thank you so much peter and thank you everybody who tuned in and please tune in next week for manjeet gill binti dot period we're going to con- continue the period conversation next week you guys have been tuned into core voices thank you so much thank you thank you